Well, it certainly is good to be back um, in the saddle on a Wednesday night. Um, I can't imagine that you're going to stand up this whole time. Um, There are seats up here. There's one over here. If you don't mind coming forward, there's a seat down here um, for, you know, this little old lady that's coming in here now. (laughs) Hello, Virginia. Uh, um, That wasn't cute. Uh, Well... There's some more chairs over here, if you don't mind, uh, just the embarrassment of walking towards and uh, letting everybody stare at you for a minute, uh, because we might be here a while. I, I will say this, uh, as I have continued to put this thing together, uh, as you might expect me to do, um, it is uh, bled over into a second one, so there will be one more. Uh, next week, and um, um, much of the information then will be expansion of the information that you'll hear tonight. So um, let's get to it. Guys, first of all, it's very important that you know this, that I am not speaking, I am not attacking Muslims. What I am attacking is Islam. I am attacking Islam like I would attack any other cult. So make sure that you try to make that distinction. I am not aiming this at people or at a, at a person. I'm aiming it at an ideology. Um, religious, I guess, in the opinions of some, political in the opinions of others. But that distinction is a, is a mighty, is, a, is, a, is an important one. I am not attacking Muslim people. I am attacking lie, error, uh, cultic ideas. I'm attacking the, the religion of Islam. <clears throat> now, um, as you know, what we were scheduled to do is um, get started back on uh, the book of Galatians. But there were some factors that conspired to, uh, to redirect me, and um, obviously it's of interest to you. Um, I guess we have the Pope to thank for the present confusion or the controversy that is now upon us, uh, however you may view the, the controversy. Um, it is he, the Pope, who asserted that Islam and Christianity, and this is a quote, worship the same God. Now, guys, I know that there have been some news stories on, online uh, about him saying something about the Koran versus the Bible. Uh, I have just been told that those are false stories. This one is not. This quote is not a false quote, uh, that we worship the same God. The, the Pope said that, but uh, in the Pope's defense, which I'm not known to defend the Pope much, but uh, in his defense... Rome has been saying this for years. This is nothing new. That position is not new to Pope Francis. It is not new, ladies and gentlemen. It's been around in Roman Catholicism for decades, if not longer. Um, This this lust for inclusivism and um, um, whatever else she's after, I I don't know. But he's just giving more voice to a position that's been held in Roman Catholicism for a while. Um, it's even got a name. Um, Chrislam. 
I mean, that's, that's, that's not funny. That's disastrous that you, would, that you would join the name of Jesus Christ to another half of the word Islam. Um, now, I, I, so I'm saying simply that that's where it started uh, in, in the Pope's comment. Um, from there, you may have seen this in the commercial appeal. I know that um, most of you don't take the newspaper, but this is a piece of one. Uh, I know you've never seen this thing, but this is out of one of those um, uh, old things. This was on December the 17th of, this, of last year, so three weeks ago. And it has to do with um, uh, a professor, Dr. Larisha Hawkins, um, who is a tenured professor at uh, Wheaton College. It's, many of you know Wheaton. Uh, Wheaton College is considered a very um, storied, uh, conservative church, uh, uh, um, Bible college. Has been for years... And um, this woman um, donned a, um, a hijab, I, I, I don't, or a hijab, I, I don't know how to say it. It's the, the, the scarf um, identifying herself um, in solidarity with Muslims. And I'm quoting, I stand in religious solidarity with Muslims because they, like me, a Christian, are people of the book. She posted on Facebook. And as Pope Francis stated last week, we worship the same God. Now, in the providence of God, on the same day that this appeared in the commercial appeal, I had an appointment that had been made a week in advance, or maybe I don't know how long in advance, but anyway, it was with a 16-year-old high school student uh, in one of the high schools of our fine community, whose history professor had told the class that Islam and Christianity worship the same God. That was in my office. So here I had the Pope making this, this comment to a much larger audience than this. Then, then the tenured professor at Wheaton, um, makes the same stance and um, references the Pope's uh, position for her own position. And then I have a a 16-year-old high school student who tells me that his history teacher in a school in this community told him uh, and the rest of the class that God and Allah are the same God. Then on the very next day, on December the 18th, the Augusta County schools, Augusta County in Virginia, uh, were shut down due to a controversy that had been sparked by a teacher in in that school system who had assigned the class a project of copying in Arabic um, a a, a statement which is called the Shahada which is a, um, it is a core Islamic statement of faith, the Shahada. I, I, again, now, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing these things rightly, that it is spelled rightly. Uh, but um, this professor or this teacher in the Augusta County School System in Virginia assigned her, his class, or I, I don't know whether she was male or female, 
um, the, the project of copying the Shahada, which is a core Islamic statement of faith, which, tra- which the, and the statement of faith is this. You've heard this before. This is the Shahada. There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. That's a core, fundamental, theological, doctrinal piece of belief in Islam. Um, and that teacher succeeded in shutting down the schools in the entire county because uh, some of the, um, the parents reacted. So as a result of those four things, I said, I've had enough. Um, and, and very frankly, if, you're, if, if you are the parents of that 16-year-old boy that came to see me, I probably owe him an apology. Um, because I really, I came across that desk. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that that's noble or right or good. I'm not even sure I would, I mean, but the idea that uh, our, our youth could be taught that it was enough. So I said, all right, I'm going to address it. Now, let me, let me make this clear. I made this clear in the little video that, that was sent out this morning. I am not here to address immigration. I am not here to address the refugee issue. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about that, and that didn't prompt me to this pulpit, the, the immigration issue. The only issue that has driven me to this pulpit is the, is the suggestion that Allah and God are the same, are the same that, that Islam and Christianity worship the same God. Okay, so um, here we go. All right, guys, I want to clear something away because I, I, I don't want to ever be accused of being a simpleton, and I don't want you to be accused of being a simpleton either. Let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about just the terms for a second. Just the etymology. If you know what etymology is, it's the study of the, the derivation or the history of words. Or maybe you can even call it the phonetics. Um, what I'm simply saying is that words themselves don't have any intrinsic value. Words themselves do not have any intrinsic value. For instance, if I were to say, Damn! What am I saying? Am I referring to a piece of construction that holds water back? Might be. But it, 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 you see, the word itself doesn't mean anything. Words only take on value depending on the freight that we have pressed into those words. <clears throat> but the words themselves... Do not mean it. For instance, the word Allah is just a, an Arabic word translated that means God. Arabic Christians have been using it for centuries. Um, I, you know, I, I take my clothes to a cleaner, a cleaners, and um, they have two Jimmy Youngs as customers in, in my cleaners. And they are constantly getting us confused. And, and I walk away with a mini skirt from time to time. And, and I, you know, and I have, I've done everything to try to get them to get this right. Ladies and gentlemen, just because the two of us have the same name does not mean we are the same people. 
There are certain things that we are associated with one Jimmy Young that we don't associate with another. Sure, I don't know this fellow. Never seen him. We've never crossed paths in the cleaners. But I hope he's not loud and obnoxious like the other one. But we have the same name. But that means nothing. The gang, the, um, the, the, the term is not the issue. Okay? So, um, if you want to call the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ Allah, you can, but you got to be very careful. Because it's, it's had some freight pressed into it. All right? Now, this is the name that God gave himself. That's the name he gave himself. yod heh vav Yahweh, uh, Jehovah, Exodus chapter 3, burning bush. That's the name that God gave himself. Now, what things have been pressed into that name? Well, Sinai, the Ten Commandments, is associated with this name. Uh, The parting of the Red Sea is associated with this name. And I could go on like this for a long time. But here's the thing that is also associated with this name. He is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is associated with this name. It is not associated with that name. Okay? Okay? So um, the question now becomes, is, is this God the same God as this God? And what has been pressed into this, na- this, this word? That's the question before us, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I said in my little video that I think I can do this succinctly. I think I can do it clearly. And I, think, I, I don't think that's an idle boast. I think I can. When you walk out of here tonight, I hope you will never, ever give it a moment's thought. Okay, here we go. Guys, in Christendom, there is a sentence. In fact, it's a famous sentence. You can find it all over. In fact, by some, it's called the golden sentence. It is the, um, it is the, uh, the declaration on church unity above all other uh, uh, statements in the history of the church. It's associated with the Augustan, but um, there are some who would suggest it came from another German 17th century theologian. It doesn't matter who it came from. It is, a, it is a sentence that is used again and again and again, and I bet you half of you have heard it. Uh, the golden sentence is this. In the essentials, unity. In the non-essentials, liberty. But in all things, charity. When that sentence was uh, first proposed, uh, uh, we'll just say by Augustine, he was aiming it at a, a, a world that was um, uh, beset with all kinds of religious truth claims. And so he's trying to say to the church, uh, of all of its different brands and stripes and varieties, that here's what we've got to maintain. In the essentials, 
unity in the non-essentials, liberty. Let me give you an example of a non-essential. Baptism. Baptism should never divide us. And it doesn't here at Grace Nevada. You know, we, uh, we have, that's a baptismal over there, and I've never been in it because I don't think like that. But Jonathan Todd does, the nincompoop. Um, <coughs> but we, 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 don't, we don't fight that issue. That's a, that's, a, that's a non-essential, and we say liberty in all non-essentials. But in all things charity, love. That is a sentence that is repeated over and over, and I hope you've heard it before. But I draw your attention to this. It speaks of the necessity of holding on to some essentials. There are certain things that we can afford to disagree on. Your eschatology... You're, uh, you don't believe the same things I do about uh, my uh, uh, soteriology. Uh, we may disagree on baptism. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the two sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, meant to unify the church is the thing that has divided the church for the, her, her whole history. But those are non-essentials. But there are some essentials. Um... Guys, when, when I say essentials, what I mean by that is that these are the things that are essential for Christian orthodoxy. If you do not hold to these things, you are outside of the pale of Christian orthodoxy. They are essential for salvation. When I talk about an essential... I'm talking about that which has been believed everywhere, always, and by everybody. You get that? There are some essentials. And if you leave behind these essentials, you leave behind anything approaching Christian orthodoxy. Now, guys, for, for simplicity's sake, in fact, you can go online if you like, and you can find that, that sentence in the Essentials Unity and the Non-Essentials Liberty, but in all things charity. You can find that all over the, the web. I mean, it's uh, 500 articles written about it. Um, then you can go, all right, then what are the essentials? And there is a disagreement as to the, the number of things that are essential to Christian orthodoxy. There's disagreement. I saw some lists today. Some have nine on it. Some have six. Some have three. I would probably put four. But I'm not going to put four. I'm going to put three. Just to make it simple on you. Three essentials that I want you to know. Everybody. I shouldn't say everybody. Because the Roman Catholic Church apparently doesn't agree with this. But everybody in Protestant Christianity agrees with these three, okay? These are essentials that have, believed, have been believed by Christians everywhere, for all time, by everybody, okay? 
So in those essentials, ladies and gentlemen, if you choose to discard one of these essentials, you are self-consciously walking away from anything Christian. You can be a deist, you can be a Jehovah's Witness, but you cannot be a Christian. If you, if you turn your back on three things, okay, three simple, no, they're not simple, but three essentials. Number one, the Trinity. Now, guys, um, I could spend the rest of your night showing you in the Bible where the Trinity is taught. If, you, if, you, if we need to do that, we can do that on another occasion. Um, but just know that since the Council of Nicaea in the, uh, what, 325, this issue has been settled. Actually, the Council of Nicaea was, um, that's not important. It was really called to settle the deity of Christ. But um, it, of course, ended up settling the whole issue of the Trinity. The Trinity is an essential. Okay? The next one, Christology. Um, if you don't know that term, I mean, I think most of you know that, that we, we are monotheistic as Christians. We believe in a God that exists in three persons. But we're monotheists. Um, Christology has to do that, that Jesus, it has to do with the deity of Christ and his humanity. Okay. <clears throat> the third and last essential. Essential. Is simply this. I don't want to write the whole thing because it's as long as it. Salvation. By grace, through faith, <coughs> alone. The gospel. Salvation by grace through faith alone. Those are the three essentials. Three essentials. Now, oh, you want to immerse, do you? Well, okay, uh, liberty. Oh, you want to be a, 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 a post-mill, do you? Okay, well, that's liberty. That's a non-essential. These are not non-essentials, ladies and gentlemen. If you are not a Trinitarian in here, you're not a Christian. If you do not believe in the Christology, that is the Orthodox Christology that Jesus Christ is very God of very God and very man of very man. If you don't believe that, ladies and gentlemen, you have stepped outside of Christian Orthodoxy. Stop kidding yourself. The final one is salvation by grace through faith alone. Salvation by grace through faith alone. Um, all right. Next week, if you choose to come back, we're going we're gonna to develop these things a little bit further. But just to give you, um, just to give you a. a uh, Kind of a taste. If you've got a Bible, we certainly need to open our Bibles tonight, don't we? Uh, if you can find the, uh, uh, First John. 
First John chapter four. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I have so much scripture woven into my notes, I could spend the rest of your night, but this ought to be enough, okay? First John chapter four, verse two, by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. You know what I've just read you? I have read you that Christology is an essential to Christian orthodoxy. If you do not confess the Christ, Christus, um, which has deity crammed into the word, that deity has come in flesh, humanity, you know what you are? You're in league with the Antichrist. You failed to confess that, ladies and gentlemen. And you can sign up with the Antichrists. Because that's who you are. Because Christology is an essential of the Christian faith. Let me show you one more. This has to do with the third essential. Um, I hardly know where to go with all this because there's just, go, go to John 6. John 6 is a hugely important chapter in the New Testament. Um, John chapter 6, verse 27. Uh, Jesus is speaking, he says, Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you, For on him, God the Father has set his seal. Down to verse 29. Jesus answered them. He's he's talking to Jews. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. The Jews ask him, What work do we need to do? Jesus says, you want to know the work? I'll tell you the work. Believe on him who God sent. Or, one of the essentials of Christian orthodoxy is salvation by grace through faith alone. No work. Just committing yourself to the one that the Father sent. Who's that? Jesus Christ, who is fully God and fully man. Now, those are essentials. Apart from those, there is no Christianity. Okay? 
And by the way, uh, as I said, there's others who would add to my list of three. I was just trying to make it simple. You ready? The Trinity. Completely, totally, outrageously rejected by Islam. In fact, if you make anyone, it's called, it's called shirk, the most grievous sin that can be committed. It's, it's a word that's related to, it's derivation has to do with partners. If you make anybody a partner with God, <clears throat> you have committed shirk. It is blasphemy. It is unpardonable. And anyone in this room who believes in a trinity is destined for hell according to Islam. We believe that Jesus is God. Christology. Uh, let me just read you. Gang, the, um, the Quran is divided up into things <clears throat> that we would call chapters. Um, they call them surahs, S-U-R-A, surahs. And I think there's like 140 of them, 114, whatever it is. But I'm going to read you. Um, this is from Surah 4, and I'm going to say verse 171. It, I don't think they call them verses, but I'm just going to say that just so that you can relate to it. Surah 4, 171. Listen to this. People of the book, do not go to excess in your religion. This is a quote from the Quran. Do not go to excess in your religion, nor do not say anything about God except the truth. Listen. The Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, was nothing more than a messenger of God, his word directed to Mary, a spirit from him. So... Believe in God and his messenger and do not speak of a trinity. Stop. That is better for you. God is only one God. He is far above having a son. Everything in the heavens and the earth belong to him and he is the best one to trust. So in one verse, They have rejected not just the Trinity. Do not speak of a Trinity. Stop. And Jesus is son of Mary. He's nothing more than a messenger of God. Not only have they rejected the Trinity, they've rejected number two, Christology. Now, how about the third one? Salvation by grace through faith alone. Um, Guys, uh, do you know that in Islam, you are promised paradise if you die in holy war? Does that sound like you have to go through Christ to be saved? Um, Oh, no, no. You die in holy war, you go, you go to paradise. 
because you earned it. Guys, there are five pillars of Islam. Let me see if I can name them. Prayer, five times a day. Fasting, almsgiving, recitation of confession, and Hajj, H-A-J-J, which is a trip to Mecca, which this big battle between Iran and Saudi Arabia right now, huge issue, because Mecca is in Saudi Arabia. So if you can't visit Mecca, and by the way, uh, there's some concessions made. If you can't make it, you've got to try hard. The grounds upon which you are saved are those five things. Every Muslim is his own savior. So, salvation by grace through faith alone? <laughs> by the way, next week, I, there's some other stuff about, for instance, a Muslim does not believe that Christ was ever crucified. He was never crucified, according to Islam. Now, <clears throat> I said I could make this succinct and I could make it simple. Here's the simple. Christianity has three essentials. And Islam denies not one, not two, but all three of them. And the leader of the Roman Catholic world could stand in front of a television camera and tell the world that Christians and Muslims worship the same God. I don't know what kind of devil can do that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not the same God. And by the way, somebody asked me earlier tonight about Judaism. Gang, one of the grounds of the position that I'm attacking is what's called the three Abrahamic religions. Do you know that Abraham was the founder of three religions? He was the founder of Judaism. He was the founder of Christianity. And he was the founder of Islam. So some simpleton says, oh, well, isn't that interesting? Well, we all believe in the same God. We're all... It's the spirit of the Antichrist, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know how to say it any firmer. I don't know how to rant and rave. I don't know how to scream and yell. I don't know what to tell you. But I'm telling you, everything that's fundamental to the Christian faith is denied by Islam. It is a cult. And we need to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But don't you dare! Try to say that the God of Islam is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.
doesn't get any more evil and wicked than that. You three essentials. Islam denies them all. So what would you say that makes Islam? Our Father, I do pray that you would clarify for your people in their hearts and minds that they would never again trouble themselves over the, um, the culture that has gone absolutely mad. A culture that is determined to blur the images just like the devil would have so that people will not see the beauty of the Savior, so that they will not see the, um, the glory of the gospel, of the simplicity of salvation by, faith through, by grace through faith in Christ. Oh God, were it not for your sovereign intervention in our lives, we wouldn't have seen it either. But we do see it. And we glory in it. And might um, this simple formula be enough to settle the anxieties and the confusions of your people. Might they go home with a greater burden to reach those who would teach such a thing, to reach them by loving kindness and to reach them with a message that calls men to embrace the Savior in his finished work. Thank you for the privilege that is mine to try to clarify. And where I have confused, oh God, would you, uh, would you uh, bring about somebody else who could make more clear what I have taught and said? And Father, I would even ask you this. If I have spoken wrongly, would you stop up the ears of your people? But if I have spoken in consistency with your word, Would you bless it to our understanding and our application? We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.